Guys, it's not all bad. Miami is actually getting some love from the media outside of South Florida. Here's why the Miami Hurricanes are on their way back to prominence. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host of Locked on Canes, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and most recently postgame on the Miami Hurricanes radio network. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Guys, uh, keep hitting that subscribe button and the thumbs up button on our YouTube videos. We're growing so fast and I cannot thank you enough for that. I'm a little under the weather today. You can hear it in my voice. I apologize. We power through. And why do we power through on a day like today? Miami's getting a little bit of deserved love here, okay? Guy who I really, really respect in the media, great recruiting guru, Mike Farrell from MikeFarrellSports.com has listed our Miami Hurricanes in his top five college football programs that are, in his words, on the way back to prominence. In order to be on your way back, you have had to have been in prominence before. Miami, of course, has during my formative years. National titles throughout the 80s, early 90s, early 2000s. We want to get back to that point. So here are the five programs. And, of course, we're going to focus on Miami. We're going to focus on two of these specifically. But the five programs Mike Farrell thinks are on their way back to prominence. He's got the USC Trojans ranked number one. I get it. They absolutely hit a home run with their coaching hire in Lincoln Riley. Good recruiting, great transfer portal for them already. They might still add Jordan Addison in the portal, which would be an absolute coup and a message to college football. USC has had some awesome glory days. I think they've got the right coach, and they're building that correct infrastructure in place to get back there. So all the love to USC. Then he's got Miami ranked number two. Texas, number three, Arkansas, number four, Tennessee, number five. I love the fact that Mike Farrell gives some love to Miami very high on that list. And why not Miami, folks? We've seen what the Hurricanes have already done even since December was when they brought in Mario Cristobal, and then the ball really started rolling on a lot of the things that they're working on, the athletic director as well. They've improved their head coach, the Hurricanes, and in doing so, recruiting is already a step above where it was in recent years. That's upgrading. That's what Mario Cristobal does best is recruit. Side note on that, I love the comments that we get on Twitter. You can follow us at Locked on Canes. I love the comments that we get on YouTube, and the YouTube is an interesting mix because we get some drive-bys on the YouTube comments, right? We get some bitter Florida State fans and Florida fans who come in to troll us a little bit. I love it. And we also, when we talk about Cristobal, we get some bitter Oregon fans that come in to troll as well. We had a YouTube commenter yesterday. This lowered my IQ by about five points, even just reading this. So someone said, wait, you're giving Mario credit as a good recruiter, they said. He was at Oregon. 
that Nike money recruits itself, said the commenter. Now, that comment, it's both wrong and it's also incredibly short-sighted. Now, you know, I understand the Phil Knight thing. Oregon's got some of the best facilities in the country. That's not incorrect, okay? And we've seen, you know, Chip Kelly, of course, really started kind of this new wave of Oregon football. And, you know, they've certainly made recruiting easier in that state with all the Phil Knight donations and the facility. But recruiting at Oregon isn't just some turnkey operation because, guys, there isn't much homegrown talent there. They have to go outside the state so much. They've got to go to California. They've got to go to Texas. Cristobal was even dipping into Florida as much as he could, given his ties there. It's not easy to convince, you know, 17, eight-year-olds to leave Florida to go to the opposite end of the country, but he was able to do that a little bit. You know, so even with Nike money, there are challenges at recruiting in Oregon. Miami is actually going to be in the long run much easier to recruit in probably in the short term as well, but especially in the long run, if they keep getting the facilities up to par closer to what Mario had at Oregon, Miami's going to be the easier place to recruit because you only have to go a couple of miles off campus to find some of the top players in the country. You don't have to go states away. You have to go blocks away. You've got to go, you know, two, three miles down the road, sometimes a few blocks down the road if you're going to Coral Gables High School. Uh, it's going to end up being easier uh, to recruit in Miami. But then the the short-sighted part of that comment was, basically only looking at Mario's recruiting in Oregon, completely either just not knowing because you're ignorant or choosing not to mention the fact that when he was at Alabama working under Nick Saban, Nick Saban referred to Cristobal as the best recruiter in the country, and he put Mario in charge of his recruiting. Nick Saban did that. Uh, Cristobal, I know you're recruiting different caliber of players, but he did a bang-up job recruiting at FIU during his time at head coach there. So I I wanted to address that particular YouTube comment, but moving on as far as why Miami is putting, they're putting the set pieces on the table as to how they can bring themselves back to prominence. They've significantly improved their assistant coaching staff as well. And honestly, the upgrades on the assistant coaching staff from the coordinators down to the position coaches, down to the analysts, Jason Taylor, you know, those upgrades are even bigger than the upgrade from Manny Diaz to Mario Cristobal at head coach. That the upgrades on the assistant coaching staff, and, and Diaz had some people that I liked a lot. Rhett Lashley, the OC, I thought he did a very good job. Uh, T-Rob, coaching the defensive backs, I thought did a really nice job. And then Cristobal somehow upgraded both of those spots and upgraded the rest of his staff. So that was incredible. Miami, of course, as we've mentioned, they're in the process of upgrading their facilities and their infrastructure even further. Uh, they're going to turn what's a pretty nice indoor practice facility. They're going to expand it into one of the best in the country. You know, we'll have to see over the next couple of years what materializes. There are talks of Miami, you know, with the uh, the bankroll of the Ruiz family potentially building their own football stadium. We'll see how that goes. But even if they don't, you're already playing in a world-class NFL facility. So that can only get better, and you're still in pretty good shape if it doesn't get better. Uh, you know, you talk about just the roster right now. You've got a talented quarterback, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country on the Heisman shortlist, also a loaded quarterback room to take over for him once Tyler Van Dyke moves on to the next level. 
you know, areas of weakness like linebacker and offensive line from last year are in really good hands with coaching and recruiting. And yeah, when you're talking about reasons why Miami can get back to prominence, Miami's NIL collectives, especially the Ruiz family and Life Wallet, who don't like to be referred to as a collective because, you know, it's really not what they're doing. They're not, you know, taking donations to crowdfund players. They're actually spending money for advertising for their legitimate businesses, but they look more legitimate and deep pocketed than a lot of the quote unquote collectives around the country. And so going back to Mike Farrell's original list, the two teams that are on the top of that, if USC and Miami both end up back near the top or at the top, I think that's great for college football. First of all, get a little variety in there because it's been, you know, the same Alabamas and Georgias and Clemsons and Ohio States since the college football playoff era. It's like you're stuck in repeat. The younger viewers won't get this. The older ones might. It's like a broken record. It keeps skipping the same track over and over and over again. I would love to remix it with teams like USC and Miami getting back into that college football playoff mix within the next couple of years. These are two private institutions private. You don't see a whole lot of those thrive um, that had great glory years decades ago. USC a little bit more recently than Miami, to be fair, but they had great glory years decades ago, but then they fell behind the gigantic state schools because of resources and facilities. These teams are both located in two of the biggest cities in America, and they don't have on-campus stadiums, but being in Two of the biggest cities, biggest metropolises or metropoli in America. That gives you a big leg up with NIL. And now they find themselves catching up with the rest of the field, do Miami and USC. And I think they both made excellent head coaching hires during this cycle. So uh, I think it would be fantastic if teams like Miami and USC, who in you know a previous era, we're both at times at the very top of the mountain can get back up there and kind of shake up and remix that college football world a little bit. Speaking about remixing things, I have remixed my diet lately with Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I am addicted to these things, guys. Everyone knows the frosting is the best part of the birthday cake, and somehow they made these Built Bars taste just like it. I recently received my birthday cake puffs. I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they're going to be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's That's what friends do, guys. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake enrobed in 100% white chocolate, and they even added sprinkles. And yeah, the sprinkles are in there. I can verify that. With 150 calories, 16 grams of action-packed protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety back in your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, 
you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to built.com to get the birthday cake puffs right now. Go to built.com, use our code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board's newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, another thing I'm seeing a lot of uh, people writing about and debating about this past week, because we have the the remaining true freshmen, the ones who were not early enrollees, who are arriving on campus this week for summer one. So the guys that we didn't see during the spring, like wide receiver Isaiah Horton, offensive lineman Matthew McCoy, defensive back Markeith Williams. Chris Graves, the cornerback, and Trevante Citizen, the running back. Those are the five true freshmen class of 2022 who were not able to enroll early in the spring. They are arriving on campus this week, and it's got me thinking. And we went out to the people on this on our Twitter account. Who do you think is going to be the true freshman on this roster who's going to have the biggest impact for Miami in the 2022 season. Now, in a perfect world, if we could bring the sort of recruiting and depth with supplementing guys through the transfer portal who are juniors and seniors ready to plug and play, you would love to in the near future, and I think we're getting closer to that, you would love to have the luxury of letting pretty much everybody redshirt, right? Now, College football has changed. A lot of guys don't really want a red shirt anymore. They want to play right away. And maybe if they can't play at your program, they'll, you know, they'll get into that portal. They'll find a place where they can play. So, you know, this is it's more complicated than it used to be. But still, you would like to have guys that can take that. And also the red shirt is different this year because you can play in so many more games and still keep the red shirt. So it kind of goes both ways on that. You'd like to have enough enough depth that you don't have to use your true freshman a lot right away but I think there's going to be a handful on this team that will play. So we threw it out there on our Twitter account at locked on canes, which true freshman from the class of 2022 do you think is going to have the biggest impact? Let me run down the full list for you. We'll go early enrollees first. Cyrus Moss, who had an awesome spring game. Uh, Nigelique Kelly, who's uh, who's arriving, Jaleel Skinner, who had a very nice, well, he had a couple nights. I'm going to say he had a very nice spring game. He had a good second half, though. He made some plays. Uh, Kamari Rogers, cornerback. Wesley Besaint, he had an injury during spring, the linebacker. Ja'Curry Brown, the quarterback. We saw him get some reps in the spring game. Trevante Citizen, the running back. Chris Graves, Markeith Williams, Isaiah Horton, the wide receiver. Jaden Harris. Ahmad Moten, defensive lineman, a uh, couple of uh, offensive tackles, Matthew McCoy and Inez Cooper, 
so those are the guys that we're looking at. The last on those lists are the ones that are just arriving now. So one of the responses that we got from our good pal Brad Tejeda, who was on with us yesterday from canesinsight.com, uh, as far as which true freshman is going to have the biggest year one impact, he says Cyrus Moss and Jaleel Skinner are already showing flashes this spring. But, and I like his answer, biggest position of need and a Kane ambassador. Because this guy is preaching the Hurricanes gospel in the community. He says Wesley the Saint is his answer. Oh, you know what? Oh, it's different than my answer. But I like this one because, again, Wesley Besaint, an absolute monster in high school. This was a highly touted recruit, hurricane ambassador, like Brad said. Position of need because we need we need something special. We need some pop to come out of that linebacker position. And linebacker, arguably, might be the single best coached position group on this team, considering who's coaching it. Charlie Strong, head coaching experience in college, big programs, NFL position coaching experience, lots of defensive coordinator and linebacker coaching experience throughout college football. This guy is overqualified to be a linebackers coach. And Charlie Strong over the years, wherever he's been, the linebackers always make a jump and those units are never a liability whether Charlie Strong is the head coach of a team, the D.C. or the linebackers coach, that position is never a liability, and he's a great teacher. So, yeah, man, I would love it if Wesley Besaint ends up being a guy who really jumps off the page. For me, Besaint is up there. But the guys that I'm debating between, couple of defensive linemen. So you got Cyrus Moss who had a really good spring game and he he's going to be the better player in the long run. I think Nigel Kelly is another guy that I would consider. Uh, now in terms of Cyrus Moss, his frame is a little bit of a work in progress. You know, he's got kind of a Jason Taylor thing going on with the frame. Okay. Six foot six, 220 pounds. That's how he's listed. He looks more in the 210, 215 range. But he got the head start playing spring football for Miami early in Rolly. He's got a few more months now, even before fall camp, to add some more quality muscle and size in the strength program with Coach Feld with that crazy mustache, you know, getting these guys under the weights and all that. Uh, Nigel Lee Kelly is a little bit shorter, but a little bit heavier. I, I think he's a little bit more mature in his frame. So I wonder if he might have a slightly bigger immediate impact because of that. But I think my answer is Cyrus Moss because he's already showing that this guy can hit the ground running. And I think he'll be more of a rotational pass rushing, rushing piece earlier in the season. Won't have to wait till later in the year to get opportunities. Um, there's a couple of other players on this list that I, I really like. They are going to make an impact, but they're in deep position groups. Uh, I think Jaleel Skinner, the tight end out of IMG Academy. I think... By the time Jaleel Skinner is in that latter stage of the season and he's just earned the coach's trust a little bit more and maybe the top two guys, uh, Will Mallory and Elijah Arroyo, could be you know, a little bit banged up later in the year. I think Skinner is going to get an opportunity to kind of have his arrival later on in the season, uh, but it is a deep group. However, Josh Gaddis loves him some tight ends, so I think these guys are going to get on the field a lot. Another guy 
that you should not sleep on on the offensive side of the football that and a very very deep room that he's in and he's enrolling now not early so he's at a little bit of a disadvantage that he wasn't around for the spring so I think again later games of the season Trevante Citizen four-star running back out of Lake Charles Prep in Louisiana I think he's going to get some burn later in the year and I think Trevante Citizen He's going to be one of those guys that like final month of the season, he starts to jump off the page. And then we have a conversation heading into 2023. Maybe this guy's going to end up being the starting running back next year or, you know, one of the top two guys in that running back rotation. So I think he has a big time opportunity to make an impact. I think as far as the offensive linemen that we're bringing in as true freshmen. I think uh, I think they're probably destined for red shirts and slow starts. I think experience is going to be favored in that group. But, yeah, you've got some of these guys, pass rushers, linebacker, uh, running back, tight end, who I think are going to get some opportunities to get some snaps, get some reps, and make some plays. And I, I think Miami is in really, really good hands in that regard. My friends, we are always in good hands when we get our sports and betting info at betonline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, let's go heat, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to esports and more. Guys, I love that eight and a half over under for the Miami Hurricanes this coming year. I'm smashing that over. You got Tyler Van Dyke, 30 to one to win the Heisman. Miami Hurricanes plus 300 or plus 700 uh, actually to win the ACC, 70 to one odds on that. You need to be checking out this info at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, and we are available on YouTube as well. Uh, so our our pals at caneswarning.com, they put together what they feel is the best-case scenario and the worst-case scenario for Miami football coming up in 2022. Uh, and I think this will be interesting because this kind of ties back to a conversation we had last week. How much pressure is on Mario Cristobal year one? Is he fully on scholarship the first year? Uh, are you going to be really angry if they win less than 10 games? That's what some of you said. You're going to be really upset because, hey, you're not paying this guy $8 million a season to win eight or nine games. Um, best case scenario, according to this piece, would be and Miami, by the way, was seven and five last year. They didn't play their bowl game. Remember, it was uh, called off due to all the COVID cases on the team. They didn't travel to that. So seven and five, 12 games last year. Best case scenario, they say, is 10 and two and an ACC Coastal Championship run in Mario Cristobal's first season. Sorry about that. I had to cough. You see what I do for you guys? We power through. We're feeling under the weather. We power through here on Locked on Canes. Uh, they write about that best-case scenario, 10-2 and two Coastal Champions. The Hurricanes have two easy ones against Bethune-Cookman and Southern Miss before a massive road test at Texas A&M. Miami also has to go to Clemson in Week 11 
plenty of hype surrounds the Hurricanes with Tyler Van Dyke, a quarterback, and Cristobal's arrival from Oregon. Assuming losses in both of those tough games, they say Miami would need to beat UNC and Pittsburgh at home and also sweep Virginia and Virginia Tech on the road. Other ACC home games include Duke, Florida State, and Georgia Tech. I like how they just like they swept Florida State under the rug. <laughs> I mean, it is a home game this year. Florida State beat Miami last year. I, you know, they, they kind of swept that one under the rug. I'm circling Florida State on the calendar personally. Uh, so that's the best case scenario. 10 and 2 coastal champions. I'll take it. Uh, I know that for some of you, best case scenario is college football playoff run. I'm more in line with that prediction. I think 10 and 2 uh coastal, I'd be very satisfied with that, knowing you're setting yourselves up for real runs in years two and three. Here's the worst case scenario. Six and six, and Tyler Van Dyke regresses. Oh my God. If both of those things happen, if either of those things happen, it's going to be a very long offseason coming up from December on. So let's start a prayer circle that this doesn't happen. Here's what they write. Assuming no injury, Van Dyke would have to experience a sophomore slump for this to happen. The scenario, this scenario would pit Texas A&M as the only out-of-conference loss and only winning three ACC games if you go 6-6. Six and six. Um, So... I want to block out the negativity of that worst case scenario. I don't even want that to creep in. So thank you guys so much for uh, for watching today. Do us a favor. If you're listening to the audio version, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, wherever you get your pods. And if you're watching the video version or if you want to watch the video version, you're like, where, where is this? I, I can look at you also. YouTube, my friends, YouTube, Locked on Canes, and be sure to subscribe to our channel. Uh, our subscriber count is growing every day, and I cannot thank you, friends, enough for that. And keep the YouTube comments coming, good or bad. We love them all. And make sure you hit the thumbs up and like all of our videos. We will be back with you tomorrow and the rest of the week. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on ACC. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.